You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 127, recorded September 19th, 2021. The topic for this episode is Shaira's Story Part 2. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hello. Yo. Yo. Uh, I have some podcast info for you. We encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can also tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast, except for Spotify still. Um, you can also find us in our Discord the lore hub there is an invite to the discord in the description for this episode and there's also actually one um in the uh profile on our twitter page if you look for it there uh you can also find our info on the lorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators we are still there it hasn't changed not yet at least yet <laughs> Um, this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, uh, we got a new exotic rifle and story. Yep. It's the two burbs, uh, Riga and Agar. That was the story. Um, actually, I think the, it's Agar. Is, a, is it Agar? Because it it was like one is forward and the other one is just the word or name flipped. Okay. That's, that actually makes way more sense, but um, <laughs> I can't pronounce any word anyway. But that actually is way more clever since they're twins. Um, right. It had very, like, uwu Lannister incest vibes. So, you know, I was totally into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story had you, if you hadn't gotten, like, the, you know... Like the popsicle sticks every week, then you had to have gotten those before you could even do the story. I popsicle sticks. Yes, I had neglected to get the popsicle sticks each week, so I had to do that before I could go get the gun. I figured that those would have been pixie sticks. Pixie sticks works um, because awoken. Are like yeah, uh, uh, they're true. Yeah, they are like <laughs> pixie sticks. I like that way better. Okay, that's what they are now. <laughs> I had not gotten the pixie sticks. I forgot <laughs> <laughs> because I just I have barely played Destiny this season. But so I did that. I got the entire story in one night, and it was actually I think a better way to do it. What about you? I I can agree with that because I I did it over like as it came out because it was something to do right uh-huh and the way my mind works i couldn't piece them together as well as i should have oh so it just kind of felt like a disjointed story mm -hmm. but if you do it like one right after another after another i could see it being better 
Yeah, I got the whole story all at once, so it all like went together really well. It was actually kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of like it's like binging a TV show versus like waiting each week to watch it. Yeah, because then you're so I just binged the Netflix show. That's what I did. Because then you're you're having to sit there and you're like, God, what was last week? What was the week before? Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to do that. It was all like very fresh because we had just done it. Yeah. But I did have the the bugged page where it had the same two um on my first week so we spent like 20 minutes figuring out like why mine wasn't there and then we realized it was like oh it's the one that's like all the way up on like the spine of carrie's like (laughs) way on the other side of the map and so (laughs) i'm like my whole i was doing this live on twitch so like my whole chat's trying to figure out like why mine isn't working and people are leaving my fire team and (laughs) like it was a whole thing we figured it out we felt very smart but we figured it out yeah that's the whole thing. But, um, so you have the weapon. What do you think of it? It's fun. You like it? It's it's a lot of fun. I can see it being really good for ad clearing. Mm-hmm. But not for, like, endgame activities, unless loadout just doesn't matter. It kind of reminds me of, like, a very situational weapon. Kind of like, you know, what was the orb weapon that we got last year? Ruinous Effigy. Yeah, it's kind of like Ruinous Effigy, where it's fun, but it really has no purpose outside of just being fun. Yeah. It's like, I liked making orbs, and then running around, and just, like, holding the orb, (laughs) and then just, like, running through throngs of enemies, and they all just kind of dissolve into purple nothing, or just, like, dunking orbs on things, and then they'd explode. Like, I liked doing that, but there's, like, outside of, like, very specific things, like, there's no point to it. Yeah. Especially after it was nerfed, so I do like the lore entry on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it it's very telling of Aldrin and Mara's relationship. Mm-hmm. How like Aldrin is trying to bring happiness to everybody else, and Mara's just like, stop filling their heads with bullshit. With bullshit nonsense, yeah. That being said, I seriously question it because canonically, this weapon shouldn't exist. Yeah. Or at least not in its current state. The reason for that being um, stasis is new, but apparently the Awoken had it for years? Question mark? (laughs) Right. I mean, this was Aldrin's weapon, so this was long, like this was before Forsaken, Mm -hmm. and Mara took it away from him, so it was before the Taken King. Right. So like, how long has stasis been a thing? (laughs) it makes me wonder like the awoken are a mixture of the light and the dark they're a balance right so they could have had it and just not told anybody that's possible i mean they are very they're very secretive they have their own cities that the guardians are not allowed in and there's a lot of things we just don't know about them so they could have retconned stasis into it because if there is one thing we know about bungie and the writers of destiny is that they love to retcon shit it's their favorite thing to do so I'm just going to chalk this one up to um, they love to retcon things. Yeah. So Now, like, retconning isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's not. It's not. They There's been a lot of good that has come from retconning things, too. Like Saint-14. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> we wouldn't have all this wonderful story that we have now if they hadn't retconned some of that. Exactly. So I'm going to take all of that as a good thing. Yep. But 
Yeah. So we also have some weekly story that happened this week. You've done more weekly story than I have because I really can't do the weekly story anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the one thing I got out of it, um, Mara explained why Crow couldn't talk to Savathun and Mara argued with Ikora about a lot of stuff, apparently that I completely missed on the radio because I missed it. And and it was a very <laughs> heated discussion. Yeah. You know, Ikora's I like, you know, are you leveling the same scrutiny towards Petra? Wasn't she supposed to be watching his grave? And in a very heated tone, Mara goes, Petra has paid her dues. The Vanguard murdered him and has yet to pay theirs. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that is. And then a couple lines. That is thrown some shade. A couple lines later, she's like, you know, my brother is dead. His body was exhumed. And she goes on. And it's it's. I was sitting there and I'm like, damn. I am shocked that Mara and Ikora have this kind of like heated exchange, especially over kind of like a live radio where everyone can hear them kind of. Right. Is this like just yelling at each other just over a radio? I I don't know. Like. I, I really don't know. Because like the Keitel ones were all broadcasted. Right. Um, Season of the Splicer. Again, it was broadcasted to everybody. Mm -hmm. And the Saint-14 letter to, you know, his Phoenix from this season was broadcast to everybody. So it makes me think that these are being broadcast on unencrypted channels. Okay. So anybody who actually figures out the channel can tune in. Interesting. So if they know it's being broadcast, they can just listen, but they're in, it's not necessarily just like on the main radio right. channel that everyone's just like, damn. All right. <laughs> like they're probably wondering. talking on, you know, channel 16, but regular Vanguard stuff happens on channel 23 or something yet, you know? Okay. I'm thinking walkie talkies here. <laughs> right. Because that's just, everyone's just sitting there with their walkie talkies, just like, listen, bitch. Hey, our walkie-talkies follow us and res us. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Jeez. But, um... My gosh. I think a lot of the anger that Mara is showing, at first glance, it's like, oh, her brother is dead. So, you know, she's, she's grieving. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more than that. I think Mara's just pissed that Crow got rezzed. And is part of the Vanguard now. Like, she can't control him. I think that she lost her... I think she had more of a plan. And this is going back to... We talked about this a long time ago. Because... Do you remember the conversation we had when the cutscene happened? This is over a year ago now. That how did Bold Pork know to find his body? We discussed it about a year ago, Yeah, yeah. Because pulled pork is an idiot. I've been over this. Glint, I don't mind as much. Glint still, he's less of an idiot now. He's had experience. Well, and, and Especially now, I think being around Spider has really kind of like tamped down a lot of like the idiot tendencies that he had. And he's less of like a yeah. wide-eyed, naive ghost. That And actually, I, I think our discussion was back in Season of the Hunt. It was a while ago, and I think it was even before then. Because there was a, a lore entry about 
glint sitting on crow's chest humming to him it was long before that that we had this discussion this was we we've had this discussion multiple times but it was mainly the discussion of like who told him where the body was right because he's stupid and he was also on the tangled shore he wasn't in the dreaming city so who physically picked him up and moved him and then pointed at the body and said here is a body this is the one you want like here you go like who did that right because pulled pork is very stupid he was scanning rocks and shit and rebar like, and and rebar and trees he's dumb he's dumb as those rocks so i know that um he is better now i will give him that <laughs> he has had experience now and it it the 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 naivete has worn off because he has seen kind of how the world is like being kind has nothing to do with being naive you can be kind and still have be in the shit well and and before he found crow like you know he didn't have a whole lot of experience mm-hmm. it was literally just him floating around trying to find his guardian and talking mm-hmm. to anybody who happened upon yeah. him yeah and you know they were they called him after meat products that's what they named him and with this as though it's like he had to be put where Aldrin's body was and we had talked about Aldrin had those those innate bits of him that made him a yeah. guardian that would have made him a good guardian but it it's not to me it's like it's it's not just he's just up here like it's not just like oh like suddenly he's here and he's a guardian like he had to have been put there so by who and how did he get there there's three different theories that you can go off of you know there's you know he -hmm. just happened across the body which Mm. i don't believe in either it i don't believe that one either um there's (laughs) You know, Mara wanting to to steer him that way because she wants control of a light bearer uh-huh. or Savathun. Mm-hmm. And the only other evidence I have for that is just the humming that Glint did and the whistling that Crow does in the helm. Like, I feel that Crow is whistling whatever Glint was humming to Crow to get him to sleep. Right. And... Where did Crow learn Savathun's song? Right. Or where did Glint learn Savathun's song? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, either of those two theories work. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at it as, you know, it, it, the drama will play itself out. I want to see where it goes. And I'm not really picking a, th- a theory for it. I mean, oh, that's a really good one, though. Like The one way to take... Aldrin off the board for Mara and her perfect plan to get rid of Savathun is to make Savathun make him a guardian. Oh, I like that so much, though. God damn it. Right. Oh, I hate it. Right. I love it so much. Like, either one of those theories work. I know. Aside from the, you know, glint just happening upon him. Um, <laughs> I I don't buy that one. I'm sure, like, I just, I, I'm sorry. But, like, either one of those two queen theories work. 
you know, whether you're thinking mm-hmm. it's the Awoken Queen or the Witch Queen. Right. But I'm looking at it as, okay, let the drama play out. I want to watch, but let it play out. And I'm I'm not going to pick a theory mm-hmm. because that's just playing into it. Uh-huh. But, yeah. I mean, we did talk to Savathun in this week's story as well. Um, Adam, football shoulder pads <laughs> for shoulders. Um, every single time I go in there, I'm just like, you are wearing a very large shoulder pads. Like, how do you even dress yourself like that? And then I realized she's just a crystal and she's talking and blinking at the same time. Is that a cocoon? She's in a crystal. Like, well, no. So, so cocoons, I always think of as being like fluffy. Well, no. So I'm, I'm looking at insects, period. You know, oh, right. Worms and, and, you know, she, she wrapped herself in a crystal, you know, quote unquote crystal. It's acting as a cocoon. Mm hmm. And when she emerges, she's going to be what we saw. A beautiful butterfly. Moth. Moth. Beautiful moth. That I will that I will take a flamethrower to. Oh, my God. Do not get moths in your kitchen. I swear to fuck, they do not go away. I've been dealing with it for like a year. <sighs> moths are the worst. Do not let them get. Oh, my God. After a month, I would have hired, like, a kid from around the the neighborhood to just come in and get them. Oh my god! To get them, there's no getting them. Oh my god, no! This is what you get for going to a bad bakery. The bakery that I worked for, we would never let. We would have never let this happen. I feel like there's a story there that we probably shouldn't dive into because of time. There is no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no now anyway um she apparently she's comparing herself in her talk with you she compared herself and her siblings like their ties together to the ties that the vanguard have and the ties that the awoken royalty kind of have and it was more like a bid to make us sympathize with her more and it obviously didn't work it ain't working with me because i still want to put a bullet in her it's not working with me either because I'm just like, no. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> um, no. Stop talking to me, large woman. I hate having to go in there. <laughs> I don't care about what you have to say. I know it's because you don't like her. Like, you just really hate her. I, I do. I know. Like, I know you do. I I'm surprised you didn't change my notes to say the bitch queen on here like you did last week. I'm very surprised you let me put some of the notes. Little victories. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. But no, I just, I am just, I'm, I'm so over the character that I'm just, I'm done. Like I. And once this season's over with, I'm I'm going to be pissed if we don't actually kill her. Are you really? I mean, what if it's for the greater good of like killing, I don't know, something no. else? That's even better. I do. You just really want to put a bullet in her. I do. And call that the victory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "No. <laughs> this is my victory." Like 
If we have to spare her, no, I get it. Or save the city, I will let the city burn. Yeah, that's kind of extreme. I I might not let the city burn because that's the only place that we have to live, and therefore all the humans like in the world, pretty much. So I'm not gonna kill. I'm not gonna commit genocide <laughs> for one thing. However, you might do a little bit different. <laughs> You're like, I have burned the world, but I am victorious. <laughs> Is that more on your speed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. Some men just want to watch the world burn so they can kill that moth. Uh, apparently. I mean, like, don't burn the world too brightly or you might attract more moths. Well, Yeah. Because I, I actually want to fight Zivu. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got one more moth. Yeah, that's, that's that's the trifecta. You want the hat trick of moths? Well, like, I guess. So, so Zivu is the hive god of war. No matter what we do right. to fight her, she's getting strength. Uh-huh. Yeah. That excites crayon brain titan me. I was going to say, that's what gives you a boner, huh? <laughs> just just want to punch your way to victory yes nice yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously but the only way to fight and win is to not fight then she steamrolls us yeah <laughs> like it's a no-win scenario i hate that but we're somehow gonna come out on top i mean that's how she likes it oh god i'm sorry do you want to go yes, to the lore network ad yes, i just please. made it really weird okay uh-huh. Hive goo. Okay. <laughs> God. The Lore Network. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. All right. That was a good ad. <sighs> It was lacking hive goo. Eight out of ten. <laughs> All right. Brief intro into the topic. These entries are found on the new Trials of Osiris armor set that everyone has been getting, especially since they changed matchmaking this week. So it should be easier to get to the lighthouse with the new matchmaking. But once you're flawless, you get put in a different matchmaking pool. So now you're in the waiting pool of only flawless people. So now people are arguing that people are carrying people by not going flawless because they're resetting their card at six wins. So now the people they're carrying are going flawless instead. And it's a huge mess. And I hope you're enjoying all of your adept, whatever the fuck it is you're getting this week. I'm not touching trials because I have all of the weapons already. I don't give a shit. Um, the armor can obtain from, you guessed it, Trials of Osiris, this thing that everyone's doing. Um, this is the second episode of Shira's Story, which is the Titan armor set. Hooray, Titans! Uh, for the first episode, please go back and listen to episode 126. Yep. Would you like to read the first entry? Absolutely. 
Awesome. And this is the Pyrrhic Ascent Helm. The flavor text reads, Under a sturdy enough helmet, no one can see how damaged you are. Read 7, Exotitan. And the lore tab reads, Simulation Reconstruction Log, LA-02-01, Mercury. The Exotitan, Read 7, cuts an imposing silhouette across the Mercurian sands. The sun at his back. Reed and his ghost fixed their attention on two streaks of fire gleaming across the sky. They're late, Reed's ghost chirps. Again, Reed notes with a sigh. His eyes follow the burning trails across the dusty beige sky until they reveal a pair of jump ships entering the atmosphere. I'm picking up a dispute on open comms, Reed's ghost notes bobbling through the air around his guardian. You may want to brace for impact. The jump ships dive low and hug the ground after re-entry, kicking up a cloud of sand that billows across the ancient stone courtyard of the Caloris Spires. Reed turns his head to watch them speed off to the opposite horizon. Believe for a minute that's all we could have done. A voice shouts over comms and finishes in physical space as Reed's warlock companion, Shayura, transmats down to the surface. Crackling bands of energy ripple off of Shayura and another guardian, a hunter, Aisha. Shayura is incandescent with anger. Waves of golden fire lap at the sides of her face. Reed doesn't say anything as his companions arrive. They're doing enough talking for everyone on Mercury, so he gives them their space, choosing instead to focus on the task at hand. He moves toward the looming structure of the lighthouse, and the guardians gathered outside, waiting in their queue to compete in the prestigious Trials of Osiris. His ghost looks at him with concern. Reed reassures him with a gentle tap of his finger against the ghost's shell. But Reed can hear his friends becoming increasingly frustrated with one another. Arguments like this have happened before. Is Eris trustworthy? Should the Vanguard track down Cade's murderer? Was Cade's death his own fault for being so reckless? Their disagreements had always ended with understanding. Today, however, Things feel different. Hey! Reed turns and shouts back at them. It's louder than he intended. The bright red exo recoils a little from the volume of his own voice. The clap of his rebuke distracts both Warlock and Hunter. They look up at him in sudden silence. Reed lifts a hand to the back of his neck, scratching sheepishly. Can we do this later, please? Shayura and Aisha afford each other a brief and mild look. Wordlessly, they put away their conversational weapons for another time. Shayura draws a sword and points it across the windswept courtyard toward a group of guardians, indicating a challenge. Fine, Aisha agrees reluctantly. 
Reed will take that as a victory, however small. They really are just so volatile. And we saw that last week with their arguments Yeah, when they came in, um, especially since we got it from Aisha's perspective uh, when she flew in. But it's different from Reed's perspective because it's different when you are watching your two friends argue and you're just like, ugh, they're at it again, but there's nothing I can really do about it. But he's obviously more worried because they're not coming to that understanding this time. Like, it's different this time, and he knows it. When he mentioned that, that, that hey, when he stopped them from arguing, Mm -hmm. from bickering, really... It says in here that he recoiled from the volume of his own voice. Like, I figured last week it was more of, like, that's just what he did to get them to stop talking. And I guess from this week, it's no, that's not what he does. Like, that's that's new. Right. <laughs> it, it's a very sudden silence, a very a stunned silence. Well, and, and how many times have you said something and... Or gone to say something, and you say it much louder than you anticipated. Oh my god, all the time. Oh right, deaf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. But that's that's how I figure it. That it's it's yeah. He didn't really figure out like how far away they were or anything. He just immediately spoke up, and it was jarring to himself as well. Yeah. To me, it was. I thought he was more like trying to get them to just stop, like in any way he could, and that was the first thing he thought yeah, of. Absolutely, because it was. He obviously was concerned, and his ghost was concerned, and their disagreements, which they apparently had many. I mean, he he lists like the litany of disagreements they've had in the past, and they're large disagreements. These are not like tiny conversations they've had, like. Is Eris trustworthy? That's a huge conversation. We've never really had this talk of like, what do normal fire teams talk about? You know, like, because because we don't really see a whole no. lot of fire teams outside of like combat. Yeah, outside of like like we're like the guardian, so I feel like we don't count. You know, so right. the minute we see. I don't, I don't know. So is Eris trustworthy? We see Eris ourselves. So yeah, we can see that Eris is trustworthy, I guess. Like we've seen her in the dark future. That doesn't count because it never happened. Right. But I personally, I don't think I've seen anything that makes her not trustworthy. But they don't have that access that we do. They're not inside. Exactly. They're not inside the like the inner chambers of the Vanguard like we are. So that's a huge conversation. Should the Vanguard track down Cade's murderer? Oh, we already did. <laughs> Taken right. care of. <laughs> but like that was a, a mission that was off the record. Yeah. So the results were off the record. Exactly. So obviously one of them said, is Eris trustworthy? One of them said, no, we don't know who that one was. Is Should the Vanguard track down Cade's murderer? One of them said no, and one of them said yes. Right. Because this wouldn't be listed here if it wasn't an argument. This is an argument that I've had with many of my friends was Cade's death his own fault for being so reckless. Like these are conversations, these are questions yeah. that the Destiny like community has had many times. 
Well, I'm like, I, I wonder if, if that's where they pulled those questions from. I think so. These are just questions people have had on Reddit. Exactly. They just went on and found the top three. But, yeah, their disagreements have always ended with understanding. But, I mean, this one's different, obviously. But it's just yeah. it's interesting to see the same questions that we have had with our own fire teams be listed here like that. I don't know why I like latched onto that, but I did. Maybe because it's been in like my own fire teams, we've had the same conversations. Yeah. Probably why. I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Now like this armor set dropped with Beyond Light, I believe. Yes, it did. So like with with that in mind. I can see some of the arguments because they're like, oh, Eris is using stasis or she's using hive magic. And judging by that, I can assume who's on what side of the arguments. True. We know that Aisha is using stasis now from reading last week. Yep. But do they know that Eris is using stasis? She probably isn't keeping it hidden. But... Oh, that's true. And Aisha would know that she's using stasis also. If she's using stasis, she would know that Eris is using stasis. I figure Eris doesn't hide anything. Yeah. Or at least not anything from anybody who matters. Mm-hmm. It, it might be different for for just regular guardians. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, do you want me to read the next one? Absolutely. Cool. These are the Pyrrhic Ascent Gauntlets. The flavor text reads, A fire team is a family. Sometimes the family fails. Read 7. Exotitan. Simulation Reconstruction Log. LA-0203. Bazaar. The Tower. Last City. The noise of the bazaar is a background hum, seemingly electrical, but performed by so many organic systems. Reed 7 finds comfort in the banality of human conversation when viewed at a macro level. The impression of life. It's something other than language to him, something he imagines the universe might sound like to a warlock. At least, he assumes they hear those things. There is relief that in this moment, Reed hears only the people in the bazaar, not the voices of horror that haunt him from Io's cradle. When he thinks too hard about it, he can still hear the darkness moaning through his ghost. Rather than dwell on it, he searches for something else to fixate on, something to distract him. The whole of the bazaar is decorated for the Festival of the Lost with colorful engram-shaped ornaments hung from decoratively macabre trees. A ghost, one he's fairly certain belongs to the warlock Osiris, goes cartwheeling by with a shriek of laughter, trailing cloth wrappings in her wake. A moment of levity helps lift Reed's spirits as he returns to his table in New Monarchy's enclosure, where Aisha and Shire wait for him. Drinks. Reed says, setting down three tall mugs wafting with steam. Aisha offers him a supportive but strained smile. Careful, he knows as she reaches for a mug. They're hot. He's earned the nickname Strike Dad, thanks to obvious and well-meaning cautions like that. There's cinnamon in yours, Reed says to Shaira, who may be asleep, her head down on the table atop her folded arms. 
Chaira has the wherewithal to give him a distracted thumbs up. It's at least comforting, if not wholly reassuring. Aisha gives Reed a wordless look of concern and shakes her head. Their talk had not gone well while he was away. I know you're upset about Sloane, Reed says, deciding to tear off that conversational bandage. You know the commander's done all he can. We've done all we can. Don't blame yourself for her. Thanks, Jaira says without looking up. She sits up enough to grab her steaming mug with two hands and drag the piping hot cider over to herself. She slouches over the mug, breathing in the aroma of cinnamon, honey, apples, and cloves. Her eyes drift shut, and for a moment, she seems more herself. Aisha and Reed take a moment to breathe, give Shaira time to breathe. I know, Shaira finally says in a small, guilty voice. I'm sorry. It's hard to tell if she's talking about Sloane or about her behavior in general. You don't need to apologize to us, Reed says with a look to Aisha, finding her approval. You should apologize to Leitka and his ghost. It was Titan, Shaira finally says, staring into her mug. Reed and Aisha look at each other, but neither interrupts. They let her reach that point at her own pace. I was back on Titan, like when we were lightless, surrounded by Hive. There was this night, no matter how many times I killed him, he kept coming back. I should have died out there. But you didn't, Aisha says, reaching out across the table to take Shaira's hand, giving it a reassuring squeeze. We got our light back, and... What happens when the darkness closes in? Shara asks, though she knows neither Reed nor Aisha have the answer. Will she be lightless again, alone? Reed and Aisha share a look, and the Exo reaches across the table to lay one of his large hands on Shara's atop Aisha's. He doesn't have a rousing speech, strong words, or even cold comforts. He just has his presence to offer in support of her traumas. He has to hope that's enough. Sometimes that 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 is enough. Yeah. And sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's not. Uh so it it's the same discussion as last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get more this time though. Yeah. We get a lot more. The one thing that, that stuck out to me, like conversation aside, a ghost, one he's fairly certain belongs to the warlock Osiris goes cartwheeling by with a shriek of laughter. <laughs> yeah, it's Sagira. She's so cute. <laughs> I want to believe it's Sagira. It is Sagira. But, but at the same time that this was released, Beyond Light just came out? No, it's this is um this was from this was the 2020 Festival of the Lost because this is before the darkness closed in because they said what happens when the darkness closes in because that is in reference to I know this because I was just looking at that. Um, I got I got you on this one. Hold on. Let me find it. This is from the little lore. <laughs> This is the Festival of the Lost Exotics. This is the Restless Shell Exotic. 
okay reference from the festival of the lost 2020 okay um this is what it's talking about um sagira is um trying to wrap herself in bandages and osiris is very cross about it um because she's like give me a hand with this and osiris is grumbles but dutifully held one end of the long bandage as sagira spun in the air and wrapped the rest snugly around herself and he says there are other creatures for you to emulate besides this foul revenant so Osiris said with disdain as Sagira pulled free to check her reflection in the dark windows of the ship. <laughs> she just wants to look like a mummy and fly around and be adorable. Right. <laughs> so that's the reference. Right. I, 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 now that you actually pointed that out, I remember that. But when we read this, when we read the conversation last week. Yeah, I didn't realize that I, it was for the year before until now. Well, like, I I thought it, I was trying to figure out when exactly it would have happened. Mm-hmm. Because I was under the assumption last week that it was as if Beyond Light came out when it was supposed to. Right. So then Festival of the Lost would have been mm-hmm. during Season of the Hunt. Right. So we would have already lost Sagira. But then this is actually pointing it to the other the year before the other way uh-huh well like it, it wouldn't have been the year like it wouldn't have been 2019 no so but... like i was just getting things jumbled up in my head this actually helped clarify it okay but yeah so this is the this was in reference to the restless shell lore entry I oh, literally, I miss her so much too. I only know that because we're recording those three for Destiny Lore audio file. That's the only reason why I know that because I looked at it like literally today. That makes sense. Yeah, so I had it like fresh on my brain. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and it it helped us understand this better. It did. It just looked at it like that. So, hooray! Because um, like, I had taken it as this was happening during season of the hunt so we already lost sagira so the sagira lookalike was just that but knowing it now i'm like okay that that actually is sagira because Mm -hmm. i feel better about it now yeah (laughs) no i feel i feel but we figured it out man it just took us a week no yeah i really like that they put in here um that they call him strike dad i felt that i okay so i do have to as an aside i have to clue everybody who listens to this in on that you're totally like that everyone's dad (laughs) like you really are so yeah i know like you really feel this because like you are that person (laughs) like a lot of times I'll jump into a party and it's like, hey, guys. And everybody in the party will be like, hey, dad. Yep, exactly. People call yeah, you dad. I, like, I feel that. Uh-huh. So I just like, had to point that out. Like, I know this really resonated with you. Like, the minute I read it, I was like, oh, man, that's totally Elemis. <laughs> and the minute you read it, I was like, wait, uh-huh. what? Yeah, I'm like, oh, wait, there, this is about you. Look at that. It's adorable. <laughs> 
Reed really cares for his friends and he likes taking care of them and making sure that they're okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of people find that they're like, oh, I don't want to be that person because it makes me weak or something. Like sometimes people feel that way. That's bullshit. Like, don't be that person. Uh, yeah. Like, like I take care of your friends. Like, know that they like cinnamon and their you know, apple cider. That's cool. Like, that's okay. Like, everything about Reed's personality just kind of resonates with me. I know. He's a good person. Fuck. <laughs> no, Reed is a good person. Like, he's very oh, yeah. caring, and he cares about his friends, and he wants to make sure they're okay. And he hates that they argue, but he supports them and, like, helps them work through their deal. Yeah. And he'll just sit with them. Like... He, he helps them however he can, even it, if that's just, you know, fetching apple cider. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes you can't, you know, like, you can't fix everyone's, like, you know, mental hang-up sometimes, but you can go get apple cider. I have one friend who is the guy who, if he knows you had a really bad day and you um or you're just having a bad weekend like he will come to your house and bring you chinese food and then like help you clean the kitchen he'll just like show up unannounced and do that that's just who he is like he's a, a read seven that's just that's the kind of like friend he is you need to tell him that i've had a bad weekend eh, he's in australia <laughs> he can't do that for you i'm sorry <laughs> well shit. wrong country i know <laughs> But um, that, that's just, the people like that exist. That's just, you know, that's how it is. So, um, do you want to read the next one? I do. Cool. And that's the Pyrrhic Ascent Plate. The flavor text reads, I have died for my fire team, but I never once thought to live for them. Read 7, Exotitan. Simulation Reconstruction Log, LA-0202, Trials Arena, The Lighthouse, Mercury. Reed Seven's arms feel like they're going to break apart at the seams. The vibration building in his body threatens to shake him to pieces for every second that he maintains this barrier. It stands as an extension of his light and also his body. He feels it like a piece of himself, one that he has overextended time and again as it deflects an auto-rifle's rapid-fire barrage. Only two guardians are left on the opposing team. The remains of the third are scattered around the area, smoking and sizzling. Reed considers how fast he and Aisha might be able to rush in on their cornered guardian. Even if Reed gets taken down, it might be enough time for Aisha and Shayura, wherever she is, to secure a victory. Aisha? Reed asks. His voice rises in concern as his barrier begins to destabilize. He knows it's now or never. But as he looks to Aisha, Reed spies flames forming between her knuckles. Aisha has the better plan. As the opposing guardian pauses to reload behind cover, Aisha boosts straight into the air, 
through the top of the barrier. Reed lets the dome collapse and feels the immediate release of pressure on his limbs, his legs nearly buckling. He watches Aisha glow brightly, spinning like a burning wheel before unleashing a volley of knives made from condensed plasma in every direction. To Reed, it simply looks like a flash of fire and smoke as the opposing guardian collapses in a heap. Aisha landing next to him. With a sigh of relief, Reed Seven gives her an, as enthusiastic a thumbs up as he can muster. Did you see Shay while you were up there? Reed asks. No, she's probably playing tag with the one that keeps going invisible. Aisha replies. Let's go find her and finish this up. A plume of atomic fire rises up over a nearby block of Vex design as if in direct response to Aisha. The lighthouse emits a soft tone. The nearby ghosts begin reconstructing their dead guardians after the match's conclusion. A scream rises from the same direction as the fire, spurring Aisha and Reed into action. The pair navigate the familiar Vex architecture quickly. Two more agonized screams fill the air. When they reach the source of the noise, Reed freezes in his tracks as he witnesses Shiora impale the other guardian through the faceplate of his helmet with her sword. The opponent's ghost shrieks in frustration, trying desperately to get between Shiora and his guardian. Aisha is saying something, but all Reed hears is blood rushing in his ears. Not his blood, though. The memory of it. Of something buried behind layered plates of carbon polymer and plasteel weave. Something haunting his synaptic network. In that moment, Reed is outside of his own body, remembering faces frozen in stone, recalling the whispered plea of his ghost's tortured voice on Io. Don't you see? Reed's heart races. In light, there's only weakness. The opposing team's guardian is brought back to life by his ghost, but before the guardian can finish shouting a plea to Shiora, the warlock cuts off his arm in one stroke. She cleaves her sword through the top of his helmet in a brutal follow-through. Reed feels his chest tightening, feels a sense of panic kicking in. Only failure. Shay, no! Aisha yells, running up to her friend. She wraps her arms around Shira's midsection. Shira screams like a frightened animal, lashing out with a swift slash of her sword in the direction of the guardian's corpse. Only death. Shira, the match is over! Reed shouts, snapping back to reality. The match is over! It takes both Reed and Aisha to restrain the enraged warlock. Shira's voice cracks in a feral cry as flames race down her arms and swirl along the length of her blood-slicked sword. No! No! Stop! No! Shira howls, fighting against her comrades. Aisha grabs at Shira's wrist, keeping her from swinging her sword again. 
as the freshly resurrected Guardian scrambles away. Shay! Aisha pleads, trying to get through to her. Shay! Shayura screams an endless wail in the scalding Mercurian sky. That's a lot to unpack. I'm going to start in the middle, and I totally forgot that the darkness spoke through our ghost. Yeah. Like, that was a full year ago. It, over a year ago. Shadow keep. Year and a half ago? Uh, year and a half ago. Yeah. It's almost been two years. Oh my god. Because Shadow Keep came out in October. So, um Yeah, the don't you see in light there's only weakness, only failure, only death. Like as mentioned in the previous entry, which technically comes after this one, the Reed hearing only the people in the bazaar, not the voices of horror that haunt him from Io's cradle. And hearing the darkness moaning through his ghost, like that's horrific right like and that was that was related to season of arrivals yeah which was a year ago Mm -hmm. a lot of guardians have that close relationship with their ghost Mm -hmm. and for it to be the essentially the bluetooth speaker for the darkness Mm -hmm. for this this entity that is supposed to be like our immortal enemy it's just that like it, that darkness feeling that like sucks all the air out of the room or like i haven't thought yeah. about that feeling that like cold like kind of like negative space feeling that you got from standing underneath a tree of silver wings uh, on io for well over a year now and that's the feeling that he's getting like as his mind goes back to that but actually standing there and, and feeling that and having that close connection with your ghost that you've had that you could have had for hundreds of years or hundreds of years at that point or a hundred years. Right. Your best friend, essentially, or a part of you. That's like it, it, that's just hey, the entry is. Yeah, this is totally different from like the entry from last week. Because that's, I mean, since it's the same situation, but now it's completely different because Reed just like, he's seeing something totally different as as she has that same kind of, she's seeing something that we can't see. Aisha's having her own, like, she's trying to stop um, Shaira. Aisha was just. She's just reacting. Aisha was panicked and in the moment, but mm-hmm. Reed Reed seeing he's having something else like he's having a panic attack he's having a panic attack from the darkness like that's so different and like right that's so totally wholly different from everything else like what I can't oh my and like the thing is all stemmed from him watching Shiura yeah and having an out of body experience right that led to a panic attack like it man exactly it's just like it's like ice cubes down your shirt almost almost yeah i mean he snaps back to reality but it's just like oh my gosh and she talks about it in the previous one. See, 
we figured out what the numbers meant like halfway through this and i'm like i feel dumb um but she talks about it in the previous entry that we read um that she had seen the night that it was Titan, like when we were lightless surrounded by hive there was this night no matter how many times i killed him he kept coming back i should have died out there and so she was having a flashback to titan to killing a knight that kept coming back and she should have died but she didn't i'm gonna be that asshole mm -hmm. i wonder if it was because the opposing team literally just had their one teammate farmed could have yeah could have res their teammate and then she killed him again right yeah i mean that's totally possible the opposing team's guardian is brought back to life by his ghost but before the guardian can finish shouting a plea the warlock cuts off his arm in one stroke yeah she cleaves her sword through the top of his helmet in a brutal follow-through she totally farms him right yeah like brutal yeah but she's not seeing the guardian. She's seeing this knight from Titan when she had no light and she had no control. That's all she could do was survive. So this fight or flight instinct is kicking in. Yeah. And at the same time, Reed is only hearing the darkness <laughs> and he's back on IO. Like they're both on different planets that have been sunset at this point. <laughs> they're both lost to us. <laughs> Aisha's here Oof. by herself and she's just like, I don't know what to do. Oof. I can't imagine that like every other fire team is having the same problem. I I can see like everybody having that problem too, just because like uh, the Dark Fleet strolls into the system and then four locations just disappear. I mean before that though, like you're talking to the darkness through your ghosts, like this shit's happening right. there's like before that the red war and like everyone loses their light like these people have been through a lot in a very small amount of time <laughs> like, right oh man and, and, and before that and there is like a war on saturn like <laughs> around saturn around yeah 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 oh you know what i mean <laughs> there's right. a lot of things so, that happened like, so like looking at all this there's we don't hear anything about like actual mental health of guardians no but i'm seeing that there is a a need there is <laughs> there is definitely a need oh my god fuck that's i very much relate to this entire entry <laughs> just having that moment where you you have that panic attack and yeah you just freeze. as someone who has panic attacks like not as much as i used to but like i have i've been in that situation before yeah definitely know what he's what he's going through um yeah do you have anything else on this card uh no i i think that's enough <laughs> you're like get, get rid of this card let's go to the next one like holy crap oh my god okay i'm gonna read this next card this is a pyrrhic ascent greaves and the flavor text reads if i could do everything over again walk in my shoes a second time i would do it all differently 
read seven exo titan simulation reconstruction log la0204 tenement building rooftop peregrine district last city guardians are arriving from all across the system even the hunters are coming back Reed Seven's ghosts have been giving him updates on the minute for the last half hour. He hasn't been able to move since he reached the railing at the edge of the roof. Seeing the Traveler doing anything is cause for alarm, but seeing the Traveler radiating pulses of light like some kind of beacon is nearly enough to stop the Titan's synthetic heart. He knows his ghost is still talking, but he's effectively tuned it out. Aisha and Shaira are on a lower terrace, far enough away that Reed can't hear them talking. Just observe their body language. Both look tense, Shaira most of all. But for all that Reed wants to watch them, he can't seem to keep his eyes away from the Traveler. From the seething waves of blue-white light that erupt from inside its cracked shell, from the way the waves make him feel as they wash over him, it is a vindication to his hope that the Traveler would not abandon humanity in their hour of need. He wants Shaira to see that, to feel his faith. But each time he looks at her, she seems more distant. Reed, this ghost says for the fifth time. Reed finally acknowledges his name, looking at the ghost with uneasy silence. I feel strange. Something's happening. It's more a plea to the Guardian than anything. A plea of uncertainty and helplessness. Even his ghost couldn't tell if the coming tide was going to wash them all away, if this was how the final moments of the collapse were felt. But in this moment, Reed's only thoughts were to go to Shaira and Aisha. He looks down at them. He sees Aisha staring up at the Traveler with wide-eyed awe. He sees Shaira looking down over the edge of the terrace. Her indifference weighs heavy even as the Traveler throbs like a beating heart and then erupts into a blinding flash of light. Reed's last thoughts before the light hits him are of his fire team, his family. When the light fades, when his optic sensors recalibrate, he is moved to simulated tears. The traveler hangs like a moon over the city, whole. Reed's faith is reaffirmed in that instant and tested when he sees Shayara walking away while the city erupts into cheers. Again, this is the event that happened, the Traveler becoming whole. From what I can tell, Reed is is just, he's watching the event happen, but he's more watching his, his fire team than anything. I think he's constantly worried about them. And after what just happened to Shayara, like, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Shaira is worrisome. Well, her actions are worrisome, especially since she just walks away like she gives up. Especially last week, we saw the same thing that she just walked away. Yeah. So, and um, Reed noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's worried. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this one was really straightforward. It was just Reed more worried about his chosen family, which family doesn't have to be who you're related to. It's who you choose to be your family. Exactly. Family is not just blood. No, but it's it. He worries for his family. 
instead of yeah. you know worried about the miracle that is the traveler you know putting itself back together which i mean after th- three years yeah four years mm-hmm. it's about freaking time right <laughs> right i think it's three years was it three years yeah anyway should i continue on with our last entry Please do. Last entry. Let's go. And that's the Pyrrhic Ascent Mark. Flavor text reads, No matter how strong you are, there will always be a weight too heavy to carry alone. Read 7. Exotitan. Simulation Reconstruction Log. LA-0205. Simulated Lighthouse. The Tower. Last City. There's still snow in the cockpit of my jump ship, Aisha says after she appears in a crackling wave of lattice work from the subordinate Vex Conflux now running simulations of the lighthouse from the safety of the tower. Is that why you're late? Reed Seven asks in a gently teasing tone. Aisha looks around, spreading her hands. And Shiro isn't? She's coming. How long did you stick around the stranger's camp after we left? Reed wonders. Aisha looks away at the lighthouse across the courtyard. He fails to notice the tension in her posture. Couple hours. I I moved around. House of Salvation was putting down stakes out near some Vex ruins. Wanted to make sure they didn't stick. Aisha explains, bringing two fingers up to her neck depressing a button on her armor's collar that summons her helmet around her head in a flash of light. Reed snorts and nods. This is weird, right? He asks, dropping the topic of Europa. Aisha says nothing in response, waiting for Reed to quantify his assertion. The simulation. Saint's little combat closet. It feels real. It is real. I mean we are the space is a i don't know magic but me and you the guardians we're all us the dangers may be simulated but that doesn't make the effects any less real saint wouldn't have it any other way aisha says giving reed an assessing look you didn't go into the infinite forts did you hell no Reed quickly admits. Couldn't pay me enough to. Can't stand the Vex. He adds with a shudder. You know how you are with spiders? That's me with the Vex. Don't know why. Don't care. Whatever Aisha was going to say is abruptly cut off when Shayura manifests into the simulated space mid-stride. She walks straight past Reed and Aisha toward the lighthouse. Come on. Shaira's brusque entrance elicits a concerned look between Reed and Aisha, but they say nothing more on the matter. Simulation Reconstruction Log, LA-0205. Simulated Trials Arena, Simulated Lighthouse. Reed's shoulder connects with the Guardian on the other team so hard it breaks every bone in his opponent's chest and sends him straight through the wall. Reed pivots, 
turning to see Aisha firing her hand cannon through the torso of the other guardian coming up on them with a pair of spectral blades drawn. She's been holding back, and Reed can see it. All gunplay. None of her usual fire and flash. Where's Shaira? Reed asks as he reloads his scout rifle. Aisha points down a corridor with two fingers. She's been after that other uh, awoken warlock since we started the match. I think she's followed him that way, Aisha says, already breaking into a jog. It's three on one. Come on. Reed shakes his head, hurrying behind Aisha. He remembers what had happened the last time Shaira had broken off on her own. They shouldn't have come back to the trials. Not so soon. Not after everything that's happened. Shaira pushed for this, trying to get the fire team back to normal. But now he worries it was too early. When they finally find Shaira, she's standing over a still-living Awoken Guardian whose helmet has been broken, revealing one of his eyes. He stares up at her, at her fire-shrouded sword. Aisha and Reed train their firearms, prepared to back Shaira up if she misses the finishing blow for the match. But Reed senses something is wrong. Shaira's sightline isn't aimed down at the Guardian aimed up at her opponent's ghost. Shay? Aisha asks, a nervous tremor in her voice. Shaira lashes out, striking the ghost with her sword and knocking it to the ground. The guardian exhales a scream of plight, and Shaira quickly draws her sidearm and plants around in his forehead. The ghost chirps, squawks. It is only damaged. Shaira holsters her sidearm again. Shay, Reed shouts, dropping his scout rifle and rushes over to her. This time, though, Shayura expels a blast of force from her palm that knocks Reed onto his back. She turns to the ghost again, gripping her sword in both hands, only to feel a sudden stabbing cold rise up her legs and arms. Reed watches as blue-black ice crusts over Shayura's legs snuffs out her fire and freezes her arms solid sword and all feather ice bristles off of her body along with waves of visible cold Reed's focus snaps to Aisha one hand extended and waves of cold emanating from her outstretched palm she had saved the ghost from Shira, but the power she wields he knows it isn't the light he knows this will change everything. So we finally get Reed talking about everything that happened in the last match. I kind of agree that it was a little too soon for the three of them to get together. Yeah. After that kind of trauma, I mean, sometimes you have to get back into the swing of things again. I know there's two schools of thought. It's like, no, you need to go face your fear right away or you're going to be paralyzed by it forever. Or be like, don't rush back into things. But I don't think trials was really the fear. It was just like, right. maybe it, it was a separate fear that trials kind of brought out. It was, uh, it was all a little much. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Because like, 
with trials, there's that ex- extra pressure. Yeah. There really is and, kind of that extra pressure because trials is very sweaty. And and that could have been what made her snap. Right. Mm-hmm. Reed is just watching this play out. Like, he was trying to help, trying to get Shira off of him, off the, the Guardian and the Guardian's ghost. But it, it ultimately boiled down to Aisha freezing Shira. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to get more about his perspective of her using stasis. Um, we get a little bit in the middle when he notices that she's just using guns and not using her usual fire and flash, I think is what he said. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a, a nod to, oh, this is a little hinky. I'm going to use that word, hinky. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, he didn't really, he just says he knows this will change everything. I was hoping for a little bit more on, oh shit, she's using stasis. I'm going to now judge one way in either direction. But we get nothing. Right. You know, like I I need that like judgment. I feel like it really kind of lets us down in that one point. Like, that's what I was, like, really looking towards this week, especially since he was thrown back and is really, at this point, not involved in the story because he's just watching this happen. Like, he's our eyes at this point. He's that objective third party. He really is. Yeah, he's the he's us. He's the observer. Because last week, Aisha was the one that used stasis. So she was us. We were the one using it with her. This week, he's just watching, so I needed that, like, opinion from him, whether he thought, oh, shit, she's using stasis, what am I going to do? Or, oh, she's using stasis, I don't give a shit, at least she stopped, and the ghost isn't dead. Yeah. Like, one way or the other, there really wasn't, you really kind of just stopped the story, it didn't really get to, at least where I wanted the story to go, and just kind of, like, left it hanging for his part in all of this and i i definitely agree with that i would have loved to have actually seen like what the outcome of all of this is mm-hmm. it, like because it, at this point she's shira um right. has tried to final kill you know c- cause a final death to a guardian like ghosts are not a combat target but shira flipped out and was trying right i i like i like the perspective that we get from him and the perspective that we get from aisha and i just i feel like both lets us down kind of at the end you know does that make sense now i'm i i i do agree but i'm wondering if this isn't the last entry that we're gonna see um, there are other entries like on other weapons that have kind of continued the story. We got Reed's regret came out this season. Yep. And that's more about him talking to Saint 14 about Shaira and having Saint take care of Shaira and like giving her help. And so that's that's what's on that weapon when I read it, when I picked it up. Since I I read it straight away yeah we'll we'll get it yeah when we do the weapon we'll yeah we'll get into that later did anything else stand out to you oh 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 the, this was important 
um, them explaining the simulated lighthouse <laughs> in lore. That was really important. <laughs> like, <sighs> they're actually fighting in a, a simulated lighthouse. They're fighting in the simulation, which is how we have simulated trials maps in any... That makes sense for trials. None of the other playlists, though. I'm assuming all all of Crucible now takes place in, in simulated bullshit because that just does. And just assuming that's how it all works now. It's all bullshit. I don't like it. Because that does away with a ton of other lore. Yep. Like, what happens to the Red Jacks now? And and Shax's team that goes in and, and makes sure that everything's cleared. They like, can what the, f- what yeah. the hell? They can still go in, maybe. But, like, there's no reason for the Red Jacks to go into a simulation because you can make the simulation without the enemies. Yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh... <laughs> Right. Right. Ugh. Them leaving those maps from locations that are no longer in the game has caused so much headache. I agree they should never have left those maps in the game. As much as, like, Jav 4 is my favorite map. Like, hands down. Like, is my favorite map in the game. And I'm glad they left it in the game. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's on IO. Get rid of it. Like, it has caused so much headache. Like, it shouldn't be. It it shouldn't be in the game, period. Things that are on Mercury, things that are on, like, that are on IO, things that are on, like, Titan, none of those things should be in the game. It shouldn't be there. Get rid of them. Now, like I said, they make sense from a trials perspective because they've written that you know they're all simulated they, but, but that's good for trials it's yeah but we have them for normal crucible too exactly and it makes no sense like exactly. why we could have kept the leviathan map that map is cool like at this yeah. point like leviathan still exists it's literally still up in the sky it didn't go anywhere it didn't like it didn't get eaten no, by the darkness. Levith- Leviathan disappeared. It it just went out of like our line of sight. It didn't get eaten by the darkness. <laughs> like, like it, this annoys me. So. Anyway. I just, ugh, I, I can talk about that all day and yell about it. But did you like this? Ranting aside. Yeah. Is there anything else in this that... that you wanted to talk about for this this one or the book in general this set from reed's perspective just that like reed like reed seven resonated with me reed's a good boy just because like i i see a lot of traits that he has that i also have and it's it i'm, I'm sitting here like oh oh you and he are very similar there was actually one thing in uh it was the the first fight that I noticed, but I forgot to point out. It sounds like he runs bubble. Really? Where? Where did you pick up on that? As the opposing guardian pauses to reload behind cover, Aisha boosts straight into the air through the top of the barrier. 
Reed lets the dome collapse and feels the immediate release of pressure on his limbs, his legs nearly buckling. Interesting. Like, when I initially, when we were initially reading it, I was like, oh, he popped a barricade and, you know, everything's good. But that doesn't explain the pressure that he feels on his arms or limbs, period. And and barricades aren't a dome. Maybe he had an overshield. But like, but it was a, a shield for him and Aisha. Like Aisha jumped through the barrier. Then yeah, he so probably I'm, runs bubble. Cool. So I'm like, oh, he's a bubble boy. Which <laughs> he's a bubble boy. Oh my god. Which personality wise makes sense. He's supportive to his teammate, you know, his his fire team. He wants to protect them as much as he can. He wants to support them as much as he can. So Bubble makes sense. So he's definitely that support class, yeah. Wow. It was something that I noticed before, and I, I totally forgot where it was and and forgot to point it out. Oh, that's cool. So, like, I liked the entries. I like it. <laughs> what about you? Um, I like him as a character. He, um, he's a really good person. I wish I had someone like him on my fire team. I kind of do. Like, honestly, like, he really kind of reminds me of Rindle, actually. Yeah. Don't tell Rindle I said that. He's going to hear it when he edits the episode. Don't tell Rindle what? Nothing. They said nice things about him. He'll let it go straight to his head. And then he'll be like, oh, guys. And he'll be really adorable about it. And it's going to be gross. <laughs> God. But, but he really is a good guy. Yeah. This, like, Shay, well, Shaira, like, I think it's not that she doesn't know that she has two supportive friends. I think she's just, like, really dealing with her own shit. Yeah. And is just like a lot of us when we just have like really stressful things happen in our lives or we're just like really kind of internalizing a lot of that we just our brains tell us that our friends don't like us or that we, like we're dealing with this alone and we forget to kind of look up and like see all the concerned faces around us and realize that we do have friends that like are there with us like helping yeah like and I think that's kind of a little bit of what's happening here. Kind of like a trust your fire team a little bit. And 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 there is the fact that she's one bad day away from just a full mental break breakdown. I know. She's really going through it. I feel really bad for her. I very much like I've had a lot of very bad days all in a row. Like I cannot imagine what she's going through, but like I'm very like lucky. I have very good friends. So like I I definitely have a Reed and an Aisha like helping out. So that's good. Yeah. It's it's good. Yeah. So do you have any shout outs, Elemis? Shout out to my brother who got flawless this past weekend. Hey, awesome. His first ever. That's amazing. Uh, and- and by extension, shout out to his fire team, Zebra and uh, Ranging Monkeys. Oh, good job, guys. 
What about you? That's so great. Um, I guess I'll just go along the same vein. Shout out to everyone who got flawless for the first time this past weekend and the weekend before. Hell yeah. Like, I love hearing. I know, I know, um, Megaton Hammer, uh, our friend Mega got flawless, uh, yesterday. Uh, I was speaking to him last night. The <laughs> first flawless ever, I think. Uh, I love hearing more and more people going flawless for the first time. Uh, my friend Sassy and uh, his friend Humble were taking a bunch of people flawless, uh, just carrying people who've never been. And um, it just like helping people out. And so like for people who have gone flawless for the first time, I really hope you're enjoying trials and like getting all that loot. Like trials yeah. is now just like a loot cycle. And I think that's kind of what it's turned into. Like, Trials is well, actually less sweaty now than Control is. Oh, my God. Because Control yeah. is, like, I've had the sweatiest Crucible matches the entire season in Control versus yeah. Trials. <laughs> like, it is a yeah. nightmare in Control right now. Trials, on the other hand, is a fucking cakewalk yeah. breeze. Like, I really am so glad. And like, more people that tell me they've gone flawless or they've gone into trials for the first time, and they're so happy about it. And I'm just like, I, I just, it fills me with like joy to hear of people going flawless. Like, it makes me so thrilled for people. It makes me thrilled for people. It's I complete love it. 180 from how Trials was like three weeks ago, four weeks. I know. Whenever the, the season, like before the season started. Yeah. And it's when people would be like, oh, you're playing Trials on Friday. I am so sorry for you. Like, right. or I would tell people, yeah, I'm playing Trials on Friday with my friends. And they'd all be like, they'd give me this look like, are you fucking serious? Why? <laughs> because right. I want the loot. That's why. Like oh, but when it people sucks. look at you, like <laughs> when why? people look at you and they're like, "Why do you hate yourself like yeah, that?" Yeah, exactly. Like, why do you want to punish yourself that badly? Like, because I want the shotgun. Like, <laughs> that's why. Like, yeah. I mean, it had like my shotgun had like quick draw opening shot on it, and it was super super good until they nerfed it into the floor. But we could go back to that one if you want to um i'd rather not yeah i'd rather not also <laughs> but the fact that it's tr it's completely different now and everyone is doing it and it makes me so happy so shout out to everyone who's done it like this is amazing like please keep doing it like keep trying if you haven't gone into it yet like just find some friends and just try it out or you know yeah. like i have some friends who want to do carries like hit me up like dm me on twitter or like dm me on discord or just like at me in discord like in our discord like i said there's a link to our um to our discord to an invite to our discord like in the description of this episode and then you can find me through there like i will hook you up with people who like to run trials like i have lots of friends who play pvp obviously i am a pvp person that's what i do so, um, like, if you want to run trials, like, I will find people for you. I know lots of people. So, trials is fun. She knows all the people. 
I, I do know a lot of people in this community. <laughs> like, I will find people for you, like, in different time zones. Like, let me know where you live or what time zone you're in. I will find you people. Like, it, it'll happen. So, shout out to everyone who's doing trials or trying it out for the first time, going flawless for the first time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think the, I think the last time, it, like, the only time I went tr- flawless was back in year two of D1 wow year right. two of d1 oh my god the taken king year how old was i <laughs> i don't even remember that's so long ago. i i had just moved across country oh my god it was that long ago it was that long ago holy shit oh my gosh right that's forever ago Taking King was so good, though. It was. Yeah. Anyway, I have some special thanks for the episode. Um, the audio for this episode was produced by Rendell Zivas. You can find him at Rendell Zivas on Twitter. The artwork and music in this episode is copyright of Bungie. Uh, we're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net they are the resource we use to make our show notes uh thank you baxter yay thank you baxter thank you um here are some reminders you can find us on twitter at guardians underscore lore you can find me at hey it's orchid you can find elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist you can leave us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com elemist actually checks the email once in a while um leave us a review if you'd like to or you can join our discord Like I said, there is a link to the invite in the description for this episode. We'd love to have you there. I check it much more than just once in a while. I'm sorry? (laughs) Once a day? Question mark? I don't know. Email? Send Elmas an email. He's lonely. Always. Anyway. (laughs) Send him a... Send Elemis some memes this week, please. I think he'd like that. <laughs> anyway, say goodbye, Elemis. Goodbye, Elemis. God damn it. Bye, everybody. Have a good day, night, wherever you are. Take care. Bye.